promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. person should think of us in this way, as servants of Christ and managers of the mysteries of God. In this regard, it is required that managers be found faithful. It is of little importance to me that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself, for I am not conscious of anything against myself, but I am not justified by this. It is the Lord who judges me. So don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes, who will both bring light to what is hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the hearts. And then praise will come to each one from God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is our epistle text for this Sunday uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, especially 1 Corinthians, there's a lot of discussion about uh, the, the role of the servants of God, uh, the ministers of God, those who are, who, are, who are caring for the people of God, who are working in the congregation, bearing in mind that one of the struggles that the church is having in, the, in this time period especially, but has always had, I think, and we're talking about this in our, in our limbo uh, Bible study on Monday nights going through Philippians, is that Paul is always in conflict with the growing bureaucracy of the church. Even though it's in persecution, uh, there are these quote-unquote super apostles that are that are cropping up. People who think they're awesome, people who who think that their um, name should be up in lights, that they they uh, need to be able to make sure to be made most of. Uh, they they would be the influencers of the day on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all those places. And here Paul is writing in such a manner as as to try and help people understand the reality of of a minister's job and it's interesting that we have this text as part of advent because in advent it's the beginning of the new year for the church and it's almost good that in the midst of a of a time in which we're thinking about god coming christ coming to us in a very humble way to have that opportunity to discuss what leadership looks like in the church, but most importantly, how we should consider our leaders, consider our our pastors, consider our, our managers, as it were. And here he opens up with, a person should think of us in this way. Think of us, meaning the leadership, the, the people um, who are over the church, the overseers, the bishops, the, the pastors, the evangelists, the, the deacons, those sorts of things as servants or, or, or uh, uh, slaves of Christ and managers of the mysteries of God. The, the word that's used there for manager is uh, someone that, that is in charge of a household, like head butler, <laughs> butlers of the mysteries of God, that, that they are ones whose job it is 
to manage, to administer, to deal with the things of the of the house, to, to deal both with the other staff, but also to make sure that the master of the house, uh, it, that, that all of his uh, worries and cares are taken care of so that, so that he doesn't have to worry about it. You know, that, that gives a very different picture of what it is that a pastor's job is. This, this idea of managing God's house, seeking the interests of God, not of ourselves, that, that, that the, the, the head of the household would have a certain idea of how they would want their, uh, their house managed, right? And, and they place a steward or a manager in charge, an administrator, to make sure that they don't have to worry about who's going to slaughter the pigs, who's going to manage the books, who's going to care for this thing or that thing. And, and so the, the calling that is placed upon the pastor is one in which we are handed the gifts of God. We are handed the, the expectations that God has of what is to happen in his house where the, the good news is to be proclaimed. The forgiveness of sins is going to take place. The administering of the sacraments are going to happen. And here we, as pastors and the other leadership in the church, are supposed to make sure that that is the case, that that is what is taking place. Uh, and, and we're called here to be faithful. And then Paul does a good job because he sits here and says, I don't, I don't care what other people think. Everyone's going to have their own view, and, and the danger is, is that when a pastor or, or member of council or Sunday school teacher or whatever starts to get concerned about what, uh, what other people think, right? The, the old adage is, is that if you want to make people happy, you just go sell ice cream. You definitely don't become a pastor <laughs> or, or join a, a leadership of a church because it's always going to be hard. It's always going to be it's always going to be interesting. But here, saying no, you can judge me and say that oh, I, I should be doing this, or I should dress like this, or I should preach like this, or I should teach like this, or I need to do this or that. And instead, uh, we we should be able to step back and say no, I'm being faithful to God doing what God asks of me, and sometimes it's to ruffle some feathers, right? Sometimes it's to proclaim something to you that's going to make you very uncomfortable, to, to, to uh, get you out of your comfort level, but then to hand you over to Christ, specifically to hand you over to the mysteries of God, right? And that's the beautiful part of it, is that it's all about the mysteries of God, what God is doing in the world that we cannot see that we are told is happening through something as silly as a preacher, that's happening through something as silly as the forgiveness of sins, especially to those who don't think they have any, the, the silliness of all of it. And then he says, so don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes. And I think that's part of the reason why it's included here in, in this Advent reading. But, it, but it's, uh, it's, it's saying he's going to come as the light of the world, shine his flashlight. We talked about this earlier at the beginning of the week, right, with our prayer, the, the, his holy visitation. He's going to shine his flashlight in all the different crevices, all the different corners, and he's going to find all the places where there's inadequacies, 
where there's failures, where there's unfaithfulness, where there's sin, where there's all those things. We are not ones to be put in that position to do his job for him. But instead, so don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes, who will both bring to light what is hidden in darkness, so, so shining his light, enlightening the dark areas so that the sins that are hidden there might be exposed so that they can be forgiven and stolen and reveal the intentions of the hearts. That's one of the struggles that we have, right? Is that we'll talk about our goodness. And yet, how many of us have these hearts that harbor things that we really need to be concerned about and yet know that those are the things that Christ came to die for? That it is that we can say, oh, I've never killed anybody. I've never really stolen anything. I don't lie very often and I haven't cheated on my wife. And then you can have someone go, well, how about coveting? How are you doing on that? Have you loved the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and body? Probably not. But here Christ comes to shine his light on all those things, and specifically to shine the light upon the ministries that are happening. Shine the light upon the management that's taking place in his house. So that if things are being mismanaged, if things are not being handled correctly, he'll handle it. He'll take care of it. But it's not our place to be able to decide, well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Because usually when we do that, we're just having our own personal preference on some things. Now, if it's happening in which you have a pastor who comes in who denies Christ, who denies the fundamentals of the faith, such as the incarnation, the resurrection, the forgiveness of sins, the creation of the world, <laughs> all those things, then yeah, maybe you need to go, okay, you're not being faithful to the mysteries of God. It's time for new management. But then the goal and the hope is that when Christ does come, he does find us faithful, right? And so that's one of those lessons of Advent. The Advent is supposed to be this time of anticipation of the little baby coming, the Christ child, but also his second coming. Knowing that in his second coming, he's going to come and rectify all the things that we get wrong to gather us together into the one grand congregation of the saints, the communion of the saints before his throne, and all the things that we sit here and turn into personal preferences or, or complain about are gonna be gone because he will have taken care of those things. And we will be able to stand in awe before him in the new Jerusalem to praise him, but then also to receive praise from him for our own faithfulness. Because he closes here and says, and then praise will come to each one from God. Imagine that, receiving praise from God for our own faithfulness towards what it is that he is handing over to us. Let us pray. Lord, we beseech thee, give ear to our prayers and lighten the darkness of our hearts by thy gracious visitation, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow. Happy Advent.